0: Operation Avalanche, Matt Johnson's follow-up to his widely acclaimed The Dirties, is another fake documentary starring Johnson and his collaborator, Owen Williams, once again as young, would-be filmmakers. This time through the DV cameras and school shooting plot are swamped with swamped out for 16-millimeter millimeter film and faking the moon landing. They... Uh, And that is the premise. This is basically, I'll explain to our audience a little better than I just did in the intro, that this is a film about uh, a theory, a conspiracy theory that's been floating around for many years that the United States, when it landed on the moon back in 1969, did did not actually land, and or the footage that we saw was not, in fact, that landing. We're joined today by the director, Matt Johnson, as well as the producer, Matt Miller, here on Film School. Gentlemen, welcome to Film School.
1: Thank, thank you we 're film students ourselves, so it 's good to be back well
0: when, when you 're done with this you 're getting that honorary degree from from this film school so how how does that sound to you that sounds great <laughs> okay awesome uh, so all right so let 's start at the beginning really this uh, having made the dirties is in very similar vein uh but what was it that had you seen room 224 was there something else that sort of spurred you to want to is it just the general idea of this conspiracy theory being out there for a while what inspired the film
1: uh it was the idea that we wanted to make another film that was sort of in the same world as the dirties except uh we wanted to make it about something historical and it, it, when, when Miller and I were first talking about it, we, we went all the way back to like the 1800s, like maybe doing a fake documentary at a time where there were no cameras. Um, and, and then the idea evolved and evolved until we finally just started talking about the moon landing. Uh, and none of us believed the moon landing was faked, but we know the conspiracy theory quite well. And we thought, oh, man, if the moon landing was faked, then that footage... That was broadcast on television is probably like the greatest movie ever made, so let 's see what we can do telling the story of the guy who did that and uh, and once we had that we we just knew we just sort of followed it as far as we could
0: one of one of the cool things about this is it's not only the the film itself but the look of the film in terms of not just the way you look, not the just sort of the the settings but the film itself, the actual footage is so uh, appropriate for the era as well, which I, I thought was a nice touch.
1: Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, it, it was Jared Rabin and Andy Appel, our, our uh, cinematographers, who worked tirelessly to make that happen. It was re- re- really a challenge. I I,
0: I remember uh, there was a recent film that uh, uh, Andrew Bolkowski did about yeah, uh, computer, computer chess. chess. Yeah. And he actually found cameras from that era. From and, and I just. I just love that when people take the time. I, I just think that's a testament to you as a filmmaker or filmmakers uh, is that you – it's those kind of details that really kick a film like Operation Avalanche into just another level.
1: Hey, thank you so much.
0: For those of our audience who may not be as familiar with the so-called conspiracy, let's explain a little bit what, what it is.
1: Sure. I mean it's the basic idea that uh, NASA couldn't make it to the moon and couldn't beat the Russians – Uh, In the 1960s, during the space race, and yet there was so much political pressure on them from their government that they were just told, "Well, we need to make this happen, whether you can go there or not." And uh, and there's all different versions of the conspiracy, Uh, as you as you mentioned, the the documentary Room 237 is about sort of Stanley Kubrick's involvement in it, whether or not he filmed it, and we just took the best pieces from each one of these conspiracies and combined it all into what we think is sort of a unified vision of how it actually could have happened. We tried to try to promote the most pause, um plausible version of uh of the moon landing being fake.
0: And I'm I'm just going to chime in because uh, actually I I thought when I first heard this, right? Kubrick, he, he and one of the one of the sort of the 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 premise of the Kubrick end of it is that because he had been working on 2001 he had developed uh, this remarkable sort of sense of what it would be like as a filmmaker for the moon to actually look like and act and, and and behave like and so that's sort of what fed into it um, but I mean, it's actually. I mean, it's not a. It, as conspiracy theories go, it's not a bad. It's actually an entertaining one, I think.
1: Uh, we agree. Yeah. That, in fact, that's what that's what drew it to us. I mean, we're not we're conspiracy theorists, but um, this one definitely had the most excitement to it. That's for sure.
0: And I'm just going to chime in, and I'm not a conspiracy conspiratist as as well. But I always thought it, the one part of it that sort of kind of made sense was that having the technical ability to actually film. Uh, um, Neil Armstrong jumping off of the, the ladder onto the moon surface seemed to be plausible that we wouldn't possess that ability to do that and that, in fact, if, in fact, they could reproduce it in a, in a credible way to look like that's actually... I mean, it's just a sort of a reenactment. To me, that made some sense. They could have actually thought... You know, maybe we can't technically pull this off. We're there. We actually are on the moon. But, in fact, we didn't have that ability. And, and that, again, watching the film, it sort of had to, I mean, my particular perspective, has sort of made sense to me in for coming at it from the very narrow perspective of that. Um, do I sound like a nut, or is that so? No, no,
1: no. I think, I think your, your experience there is, is pretty common. I think a lot of people who don't know much about it, and, frankly, probably who don't really much about it, um, think the same thing and I think that's why the story is so accessible because at a certain level it is somewhat believable that that very simple footage that, that all the world saw on television could have been faked because the images are so basic. It's basically yeah. a very, 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 very high contrast image of an astronaut walking against a black background. I mean, that, that anybody who knows anything about film production can tell you that that would not be a difficult image to recreate yeah. in the studio.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you, Matt Miller, uh, I'll ask you both, Matt Johnson, Matt Miller as well. What is the most, what was the most challenging thing from a technical perspective of making uh, Operation Avalanche?
2: Uh, I, I mean, I guess that's Stanley Kubrick sequence uh, mm-hmm. was very challenging, mostly for our VFX uh, supervisor, Tristan Zarafa. Um, you know, we had known very early on when we had access to the entire NASA archive that we want to put uh, Matt into a lot of that footage using you know similar techniques that have been around since you know Woody Allen, Zelig, or right. popularized through something like Forrest Gump. Um, but then with that Kubrick stuff, he was so crazy and such a nut that there was very little footage of him from the set of 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, all of the footage of him f- from that set, the film footage, is, is like on the 2001 uh, Blu-ray and it's just not very good, and, and our VFX supervisor basically said he couldn't work with it because the quality was so low. And so we went to the Kubrick archives and the, and the people who control that in London and tried to get access uh, to more of that, and they wouldn't give it to us. Um, so then it was Tristan, who we knew we wanted Kubrick in the movie, and we knew we didn't want to have an actor who you know looked nothing like Kubrick play that role, and Tristan came to us with this idea of basically animating uh, still photos and getting high-res uh, on-set photography, which did exist and was accessible, um, and then using those photos to basically as um, the baseline to then create, like, 3D um, models uh, of those images and and then uh, using a combination of, like, animation plus uh, shooting that we did in a green screen studio um, seamlessly blend those things together. So that was a very complicated process that took about um, six months uh, of, you know, Tristan working, like, 18-hour days and... uh, just pulling this hair out and stuff. Um,
0: how and then... Cool. Okay, how cool.
2: Yeah, but there were, I mean, you know, was, the biggest hurdle was, like, just figuring out the story and, and the characters and their arcs and sort of, you know, like, we worked off a very loose script and the movie comes together really through the editing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we reshoot a lot and just sort of that whole process, I think, was, for me, it was the biggest challenge.
0: How how cool. I didn't, I didn't know that aspect of the story. And, and I, the part of that, what I was saying earlier about Kubrick, Kubrick as you mentioned, was such a recluse, uh, such a very specific kind of person and filmmaker and kind of bordered on, you know, who knows, uh, compulsive, certainly would be a good word to use. Uh, and that, again, sort of fuels it. But I did not know um, that, that you had gone to that extent to, to make that happen. That's that's really very cool. What you guys did with that. Thank you. Yeah, um, Matt Johnson. How much of the film uh, was scripted, and it, it, was there a degree of improv in in doing the film? It felt very. Uh, it felt improv. Whether or not it was, is I think a testament to you as a uh, director. But was was there a lot of a?
1: No, we didn't. We didn't really write any dialogue apart from a few lines here and there at the CIA. Um, the the the. The model that we use for production is that because we're spending so much time in the real world and we shot at real places like NASA, it didn't make a lot of sense for us to have a hard script that we would follow just because we knew the dialogue was going to be very dependent on the people we met, which made it uh, uh, yeah, useless, I think, to to plan exactly what we were going to say. We would always have ideas of what scenes would be about, but we were very open to letting things take us uh, where where they wanted to. and again, that's not to say that we didn't have the structure of the story. That's something that we worked on quite hard. But by not having a hard script, it actually makes it easier for you to pivot and change scenes and, and change entire edits of the movie if, uh, if you're feeling like it should go in a different direction because uh, you aren't as married to that story on, on
0: the page. And, and there was a little bit of subterfuge in making the film as well. So you, it sounds like you had to – yeah, that makes sense. You, you wouldn't go in with the script as well so um right i mean the you you had to am i am i wrong did was there a little bit of uh clandestine operation in making the film
1: we actually did sneak into nasa we 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 did that because uh it was the only way we could get those locations
0: okay okay cool okay we, great and,
1: yeah and 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 we were there
0: yeah, no, that's what I thought. Okay, good, yeah, excellent, and and again, you, you certainly were, wouldn't be standing around w- with a, a you know with a, with script, a script with a yeah, script exactly. consultant and and uh, someone who's doing continuity while you're standing in a you know in a NASA site. So that that would make a lot of sense. Um, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Matt Johnson, the director of the uh, of the film uh, Operation Avalanche, as well as the producer uh, Matt Miller. <sighs> I, this is such a fun film it's such a fun premise it's carried out so well i think the, the the people in the film uh the the actors in the film are have strike a a really nice balance here there's there's enough of a wink to the audience in the in in the way that the the, the performances are uh, laid out but at the same time uh, there's that kind of uh you know appropriate seriousness to make it all work what what has been the reaction uh have, has the reactions around the country varied? Now you sounds like you've had a few different um, uh, opportunities to get in front of an audience. What's been um, – in either one of you um, – what's been the most interesting reaction uh, or what kinds of reactions have you gotten to the film?
1: Well, we get different audiences at, 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 at the different places we play it. Um... I can say probably the most interesting people who come to talk to us afterwards are, are real conspiracy theorists, people who really believe the moon landing was faked. Mm-hmm. And we meet those people in all shapes and sizes. It seems like uh, every screening that we go to, there's one person who really wants to talk to us and really believes that we made this movie because we have an agenda. Yeah, because we're trying to politically bring these, these issues up, which we're not. Um, And those people are always very interesting because they're all different. Everybody who believes that the moon landing was faked, I think, believes in it for a different reason. We had one Serbian guy in Montreal in Canada Mm -hmm. who was trying to convince us that him and his friends... This guy was about seventy years old, maybe eighty was trying to convince us that him and his friends were the were the people who actually went to the moon and then they sold that footage that they shot to the American government and he was not being funny, yeah like this was the truth to him yeah. so so the, I, those are by far the most memorable experiences, but I think what shocked us is just how much uh audiences older than ourselves are really enjoying the movie we thought that we were making a comedy exclusively for young people who understood uh you know movies like this and in fact it was the it was the opposite it seemed like people from the generation of uh, of the moon landing are the ones who are enjoying it the most which is which
2: is really great
0: well it matt any other anybody i mean other things you want to say The to...
2: well i think with our last movie and with this movie uh too is probably why we're talking to you right now but the uh, you know uh, film students and people interested in uh, film and making films uh, are always very eager to talk with us after after seeing these movies um, because I, I think the the form that we're working in is pretty different and exciting mm-hmm. uh, and also very accessible. So um, you know we do things pretty uh, lo-fi, uh, inexpensive, guerrilla style, and so uh, it's accessible. It's it's not like going to see you know an Avengers movie and saying, oh, I want to go do that with my friends. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we we always like to talk to film students. Um,
0: I, I want to talk a little bit about the sort of there's a bit of a it's come up in, in reviews of the film, sort of a, a critical, you know, people writing about the sort of uh, the, the, the found footage uh, uh, films are sort of played out and you know that kind of stuff. But I want to get I, I want to ask you about that. Uh, but I, I love that that you were talking about the different reactions. I I must confess, I, I hate to say this out loud, but I'm old enough to remember all all this stuff. Okay, so I I was around when this happened. Oof, that made, that that just sort of takes the breath right out of me when I think about it. But at the same time, and I completely understand the appeal because this is sort of you are there moment for a lot of us. You know, we were watching when that when that happened. In July of 1969, and so there was – everyone remembers where they were when it happened. So to see it come back in a way that is fun, and it, it comes back in a way that is uh, – is that there's enough in it uh, to, to – uh, of a reference to everything that I remember to make it just the Walter Cronkite stuff, the different stuff that you brought in. It was just it, – it's really a lot of fun to watch it. But then you have a new generation of people who are, as you said, used to mockumentaries. They're used to sort of this idea of playing with perceptions in film that would have a completely different take on it. And I, I, yeah, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, that's very cool to hear as well.
1: Uh, yes, thank you. Well, it was something that we really worked hard on.
0: Yeah, you did, and you did a great job. Now, let's go back to the idea of sort of uh, are you uh, the found footage, this sort of, oh, it's played out. Uh, have you gotten any sort of reaction to that? Because I think what you did here was just wonderful. The way the way you were able to incorporate it into it.
1: Well, I think a lot of people, um, I, I, as we said at the beginning of this, mischaracterize this style of filmmaking as as found footage. When really, it's just it's, it's a fake documentary, which in itself is a very new form of uh, of storytelling. And so, I think that's one of the ways that we're sort of uh, dodging that label. And while it may affect people's um, uh, desire to go see something like this because they hear it's a found footage movie i think once you see it you'll see that it actually uh has very little in common with yeah. uh with movies like uh like another movie coming out today the blair witch project
0: yeah thank you so much uh, uh for making uh, all the efforts that we have been embarked upon today to get together for our for our get to uh, for our interview it's been uh it's been a little bit of a challenge i appreciate you hanging in there And it's such a wonderful film, and congratulations to both of you for the work you did on this. And I look forward—hopefully, you've got a lot more um, projects in the uh, works—and you can join us again for for more fun on Film School.
1: I hope so. It was wonderful talking to you.
0: Thank you so much again. We're speaking with uh, director Matt Johnson uh, as well as the producer Matt Miller. The film is. Operation Avalanche, Uh, go on the site. You can find out it's at XYZ Films uh, to find out more about the the, uh, film. And uh, congratulations, guys. We'll, We'll talk to you soon. Bye.